It's part two of our preseason WNBA power rankings. Isabel Rodriguez is back, and the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast, it starts right now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome. You are locked onto women's basketball. I'm Jackie Powell, and I'm one of your hosts on this wonderful podcast. I cover the New York Liberty here at The Next. I help with our social media strategy, and I've covered women's basketball nationally at many different other places. We want to thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember that Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by everyone at The Next, a place where we cover women's basketball all the time, and we tell the stories that need to be told every day. If you subscribe now, you can get 27% off our typical subscription price at The Next in honor of the WNBA's 27th season. Subscribe to support the staff at The Next that works so hard to bring you this coverage that matters so much. It is $52.56 for one year rather than $72 per year. Also, Locked on Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So in part one, Isabel and I ran through our individual rankings from four through eight. A reminder, the consensus amongst many media members, including both of us, is that the top three is the Las Vegas Aces, the New York Liberty, and then the Washington Mystics. And so what we were trying to do is we were trying to look at what's a little bit more murky. And so in today's continuation, we'll finish up who could get that final playoff spot at number eight, and then we'll rock and roll right onto our picks for the bottom of the league or teams in line for the 2024 WNBA draft lottery. But a disclaimer, though, Isabel and I don't talk about if a certain team has the rights to another's draft picks. All right, and here is part two. So before we get into talking about our lottery, I just want to get a sense of who your eight was, and then... We'll then get into, we'll take a break and then we will get into our lottery. My eight is the diametric opposite of the Phoenix Mercury, in my opinion, which is the Indiana Fever. I love <laughs> um, this so much. I, I think the Indiana Fever, this is, this is the bigger year. I think this is the next step for them. Um, Christy Sides is the best decision that they maybe made outside of picking Aaliyah Boston at number one. Um, she is just such a, a great leader for younger players and with so many 
draft picks on this roster, so many players who are trying to figure out their way. I think it was just a really, really smart move. Um, and the whole franchise just seems like they are excited, but at the same time, they have reasonable expectations, which I think is going to benefit them in the long term. Like they know that it's going to be hard. And I think, you know, going in with that understanding is going to go a long way. I obviously believe in Aaliyah Boston. Like I, I would, I would put her name on my gravestone if I was allowed to. <laughs> like I think that she is going to be like the next big thing. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to see how that turns out. Um, Grace Berger, another huge, awesome pickup for them. She's so athletic, so versatile, and I think she's going to play great with Boston and the rest of the lineup that they've got. Another team where you know they've got cuts to make, and those cuts are going to. They're going to sting. <laughs> they are really going to sting because these players are all great. And I, I love so many of the folks that they have on this team. But again, they have to downsize and get to that number. But um, yeah, just, I mean, going down the list, Lexi Hall, another great option. I mean, she has now a, a lot of 3x3 experience under her belt. She's got AU under her belt. Both of those are kind of more like on the fly, high transition basketball type um, events and experiences that she now has so I think that she can help them run the floor which they definitely are going to need <laughs> I think this team's going to struggle in the half court um so I think the faster they can run the better um and then you know got Erica Wheeler and Christy Wallace who are both great options for that um but again it's about staying healthy it's about working on that chemistry but I really think this is the year that the Indiana Fever escaped the lottery <laughs> So before we go to the especially, break, oh, I was going to say just one more thing to add, especially given the quality of the teams that we're going to talk about in the actual lottery region, this has got to be the year. <laughs> so before we take a break, I do want to say that the fever are my nine and okay. there are many points that I agree with you on. But after the break, I will explain why they're my nine. And we are back. So why do I have the Indiana Fever at the tippity-tippity top of the lottery? Like so close to escaping the lottery. So I agree with you, Isabel, on Christie's sides, on the Indiana Fever overachieving I think the Indiana Fever could be the Atlanta dream of 2022 in that mm -hmm. they shock a lot of people and are very young and Christy Sides is in the running for coach of the year. I absolutely see a scenario like that. And you're probably thinking, so then why didn't you, you know, have them making the, the eighth spot into the playoffs? My reason for that is this. So one, as we know, the Atlanta Dream did not make the playoffs last year. They were very close. Um, mm -hmm. Two, I think you have to think about how young Indiana is and how there are going to be some growing pains. Uh, I will go back to the conversation I had with Brianna Stewart um, on Wednesday in Uncasville. And she was talking about the Liberties rookies. She was talking about Niara Sabli. She was talking about Sika Kone. And she said, listen, for rookies in this league, it is very tough because you get subbed in and your head is spinning immediately, trying to figure out what's going on in the current moment, 
while taking in everything you've learned in training camp. Um, it, it is a huge adjustment for everyone. I do not care what people are saying about Caitlin Clark for everyone and, and Aaliyah, to be quite honest. I mean, listen, I think Aaliyah is mm-hmm. going to be very good, but I think she's going to have her growing pains as well. So when Absolutely. you have this many rookies and sophomores on your team, you know, that's why I have a team like the Mercury slightly edging them. It's because they, they don't know, they don't know how to win. They don't have the veteran presence to, or enough of a veteran presence to really teach them. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to have some fantastic growth moments this season. Mm -hmm. But I think wanting to be in the playoffs more, I mean, I don't know. They are just so young. I hope they surprise me. I really hope they do. Yeah, I think that's where the addition of Erica Wheeler combined with Kelsey Mitchell really helps me um, in terms of believing in Indiana. I mean, Erica Wheeler essentially did like the the Polish team that she was on was not great (laughs) this year overseas. They were, they were not great. Um, And she really helped turn that around. I mean, by the end of the season, it was kind of rocky. I mean, it's a long season. These players are already getting older and then, you know, you have some Turkish teams adding, like, the likes of Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vanderson in the middle of the season. So it's like, it's like, what can you kind of do? But I, that, I think, really was a good moment for me to see her kind of help turn that franchise around, turn that team around. Um, and look, I mean, she's a player's player, I think. Um, and I, I think oh, that's yeah. going to really help Indiana in terms, of, in terms of helping those rookies through those growth moments, which I absolutely agree are going to happen. I just think in terms of Indiana that the 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 joy <laughs> and the like willingness to continue on is going to overpower the like overwhelming dread that I think Phoenix is going to experience. Um that's a very yeah. fair argument. I think Fever <laughs> are a very well built team. They're just Absolutely. young and they're just they don't know how to do it yet, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know? Yeah. So that's that's both of our uh, eight nine. Yes, correct. <laughs> so I'm a Lady Gaga stan and a pop culture connoisseur. So you could imagine how much of a struggle it is to deal with the queues on Ticketmaster in order to get tickets. Buying tickets to enjoy a concert or even a WNBA game shouldn't be this stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over getting tickets and being in the queue and start getting pumped for the fun that you're about to have. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, 
and use the redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay, so now we are moving into 10, 11, 12. So, Isabel, how we're going to do this is I want you to take me through take me through the three of them. And then sure. we will just have a conversation about those to, you know, finish off this segment here. Look, this is not going to be fun for anyone. <laughs> I think the team it might be the most fun for, the Seattle Storm. I think it's going to be pretty fun for them, actually. Um, so I have them at my 10 spot um, currently, which I think might shock a lot of people because a lot of people don't know many names on this roster. And that's fine. That's totally okay. But this roster is literally my dream in terms of international players getting a big shot in the league, players that have played majority overseas getting a big shot in the WNBA. This is like a dream come true. And then you add Jordan Horston, who I loved at Tennessee. It's perfect for me. And I also am just a big believer in Ezie Magbagor just in general. <laughs> she could run for president in the United States. I know she's an Australian citizen, but, and I would vote for her. <laughs> so I, I think of the teams, like the growing pains are going to be huge for all of them. But in terms of Seattle, I mean, they've lost so much and this is clearly a rebuild. Like this, this is a ground up from the, bare bones rebuilt and they've brought back some of those players that really helped define the storm in the past five ish years. Like, um, um, like a Sammy Wickham and like a Kia nurse. Um, I think having those players back in Seattle means a lot. Um, and so bringing them on with, of course, Jewel Lloyd, who is a franchise defining player in so many ways. Um, they've got a shot and I don't think it will be all, like all woes and sorrows in Seattle. I think there's a chance. Um, and I think there's a, a spark of youth and like joy and excitement to try and actually make something out of this that I don't necessarily see in the other two remaining teams. Oh boy. So those are my Seattle thoughts. <laughs> okay. So I have the storm actually at 12th. Um, okay. I totally see it. <laughs> and, and I think, but I agree with a lot of what you said because the Storm have embraced the rebuild. They have embraced it. And I think they are fine with just seeing how this goes. I mean, the way their yeah. roster is constructed is not great and not very intentional. I think they no. sort of just <laughs> want to see I think they want to see, okay, who are we rocking with in this next era? You know, it's very throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And, and also, I mean, I really think they're going for Cameron Brink. I, I really think the writing is on the wall when literally one of their staff members is her, you know, one of her trainers and one of her, one of the people who she knows really well and Susan Borchard. I mean, yeah, let's just say they lost their franchise players at the perfect time. <laughs> they did. And the same you could say about the Minnesota Lynx, who mm -hmm. that is the team 
that I have at 11 and I will, will tell you why. I mean, that Cheryl Reeve has also embraced the rebuild. I don't think she's said the word. She's chosen her words very carefully. But it is very clear to me that she sat down with Glenn Taylor. She explained the situation to him. And he said, you know what? I believe in you, Cheryl Reeve. You know what is best for this franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, we clearly have dedicated fans that, you know, I believe will yeah. be a ride or die with us no matter what. And, and I think the links in 2022 were really painful to watch because, you know, it was, there was so much pressure on this team just to, to really give Sylvia that great send off and just nothing went in their way. So I think it's going to be really, really wonderful for Cheryl Reeve to be like, okay, like we're going young. Mm -hmm. We want to see who is who is going to be a part of this new era, who fits best around Nafisa Collier, you yeah. know, how could Diamond Miller be the rookie of the year? I mean, she could. I mean, she said maybe the most astonishing thing about Diamond Miller the other day. Reeve? And astonishing in that it was coming from Cheryl Reeve who said oh. it. She said she's maybe the most athletic player I've ever coached. Think about who... Cheryl Reeve has coached. She has coached some really, really strong athletes. And Diamond Miller is at maybe the top of her list. So I have a lot of faith in Diamond Miller. I think she is a really good example of a player who will transition well to the WNBA. Um, both her versatility and, you know, she's clearly prepared for this. And so I think that she's going to do really well. But you know, it might take, it might take time. It's going to take time for everybody, but having a coach like Cheryl Reeve to guide her through that, I think is going to maximize what she can really be um, early on in her career. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, but where did you have them in your rankings? I had them next. I had them in at the 11 spot. Oh, um, so I think the same. So we were united on that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I had them next up. Um, I just really, think that somehow it's going to sort itself out. Um, I, I like the, the roster here is like, it's not great, but none of these are great. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there's more, I think there's more to work with here. There's a lot to work with in Chicago, which is going to be our last team that we talk about that I have at number 12 there. But at the same time, um, I think that, you know, Nafisa Collier, is going to have her moment. And I think it's going to be a relatively big moment. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it, it just really depends on who's on the final roster and which direction they decide to go with that roster, which to me is not yet very clear. <laughs> For the Lynx, I'd say that they would, their win of 2023 would be if Diamond Miller is rookie of the year and Nafisa Collier is an all-star again. To me, that would be, okay, successful season. Because what that means is you have the building blocks. You have... I would go all rookie for Diamond Miller. Let's okay. give Diamond all the all rookie flexibility. Okay. Because okay. I don't want to be in a one-to-one -one rookie of the year contest with Aaliyah Boston. Okay. That I is, don't want it. That is fair. That is fair. That is fair. Um, so, so, yeah. I, I think we're both in accordance on the links. 
So while the WNBA is getting ready for its season, the NBA playoffs are going on. And each day of the playoffs and then the finals, one prize picks user will win the chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Anyway, how many points do you have Nikola Jokic scoring tonight? How many assists? Does LeBron put up a double-double? What about AD? A series for the ages begins tonight, and you can play by making player projections. Pick up to two to six players, and if they go score more or less than the prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on an entry, on any entry. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch, and this includes the WNBA. Soon we'll be predicting how many points every member of the Liberty's Super Starting Five will be scoring. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download prize, the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up. First time users, can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. Also, don't forget to enter promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Now, for the final team that we are going to discuss during our power rankings, Isabel and I are going to discuss the Chicago Sky. And yep. I, this is painful for me, you guys. It's painful. It really is. <laughs> so, Isabel, I want you to start, and then I'm going to give my counter as to why I have them ranked 10th. Sure. Um, for me, I will preface this by saying that 10, 11, 12 are not very far apart for me. 10, 11, 12 are within, this is like, they're basically like right up against each other, I think. Um, so again, it depends on final roster cuts. Who is actually going to be on this team? That's going to be a big part of where my actual 10, 11, 12 will be at the very start of the season. <laughs> but for now, looking at what they've got and also just looking at how many different personalities James Wade has to balance on this team. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of it relies on some players making some key leaps that we haven't necessarily seen them make yet. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got a player like Dana Evans, who I think has a lot of potential, showed it overseas, has been making her way slowly up the ranks. She just hasn't had the time on the floor yet. And so I think when she does get that time, and if she does get that time, that's going to make, that's going to be a big deal for the sky. Um, but again, it, it relies on James Wade prioritizing, seeing what she can do and giving her that chance to, to really make a, make an impact. And I think that applies to a lot of different players on this team right now. There's so many players that just haven't had the time. It's similar to Phoenix in a way, I think. Um, and I would actually include the nine in how close all these bottom tier teams are for me. Um, 
there's just a lot of untapped potential, but whether or not you can tap all that potential at the same time in one season, that's the part that I struggle with. Um, like just a couple of examples that I can throw out there. Anneli Maley, who I love. I think she has been phenomenal in the WNBL for a long time. And she is an excellent 3x3 player. She really thrived um, recently. I forget which competition it was at because there's so many of them. Um, but the most recent one that she was in, she had some really excellent um, play between the post position and at the wing. And she just is really versatile. But on this roster, I don't know where the spot is for her. I don't know. I don't have an immediate like, oh, here's where she could fit in. Here's the players that she can vibe off of and that they can work together well. And I feel similarly about some of the other wings that they have. Um, Courtney Williams, particularly. I don't really know how that works <laughs> um, mm. with her. I mean, in Connecticut, I think she thrived because she could get kickouts from the th big three that they had there. That's not necessarily going to be the case here. She's either going to have to speed up and get more, like, um, get more facilitating under her under her belt or... I just don't know how it works. Um, Williams goes yeah. from one team with terrible spacing to another team with terrible spacing. And so I once asked Eric Tebow, I said, okay, when you say the phrase, we need to be better spacers, but you don't necessarily mean with shooting, because we were talking about Brittany Sykes, who has not proved to be a good shooter. And so I was like, well, how do you expect her to be a good spacer? And his comment was about cutting and moving off the ball. And so Courtney Williams struggles doing that. Um, only when, only yeah. when Kurt Miller screams, I'm going to lose my job if you, you guys don't rebound the ball or whatever that was. <laughs> that was her into, yeah, make a layup. That's what kicked her into high gear. And so what I will say in response to that is, or to what you had to say about this guy, I have them at 10th. And I, how I see the bottom is a little bit different. I see Minnesota and Seattle in their own world when it comes to just sort of moving through the season. Their records are not going to be good. When it comes to Indiana, or rather the Mercury, Indiana, and the Sky, I think those three are going to be in a collision course for the final mm -hmm. playoff spot. And I think... Chicago is going to be making that push, but they're not going to make it because they are going to be consistently inconsistent and they don't have enough proven talent that gets them over the hump and into the playoffs. Um, this is where I think like they may be in a similar boat to Phoenix more so oh. than any other team, um, oh. which is why I'm like, I could see either Phoenix ending up being my number 12 by the beginning of the season or Chicago being my number 12 by the end of the season. And the reason that I'm putting these two teams towards the bottom of the lottery is because I, I just don't know if like, if the not embracing the rebuild strategy works, <laughs> like, I don't know if that, like the way that they've constructed these rosters facilitates winning <laughs> yeah um i i couldn't agree more i also find um that james wade's very um what word do i call it um antagonistic response to the concept of a rebuild 
-hmm. is troubling, but I also believe there are other circumstances at bay. I do not believe that Chicago has a Glenn Taylor who is saying, okay, this makes sense. I, I think they're in a different spot ownership wise, but with the sky, they will be consistently inconsistent. There will be nights where people are just hitting threes and they're like, oh my God, wait, could this be a top five team in the league? Oh my God, Marina Mabry is fantastic and is a great compliment to Clea Copper. And oh, Alana Smith's making her threes. Then there could be another night where nothing is falling. And because nothing the is opposite. falling, they just, they can't make anything happen. And mm -hmm. defensively, they're okay but not great. Yeah. So they will be consistently inconsistent. And yeah, the defensive thing is, I think going to be a big, is going to be an issue because this team has so many wings that are built for transition basketball, but I don't think they're going to have the defensive capability to really make it up, make that happen. So we'll, we will see. <laughs> and let's hope that Elizabeth Williams will be all right uh, because of the, believe the concussion that um oh my gosh unfortunately suffered during that first preseason game we did it isabel and i went on that journey we ranked the entire league prior to the start of the season besides that top three and maybe that bottom two this was really difficult there are so many unknowns to consider in this year's wnba season but of course, that's why the games are played. But thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And I want to give a huge thank you to Isabel for joining the show. Please follow her at Isabel Barroso 78. That's at I-S-A-B-E-L-B-A-R-R-O-S-O 78. Remember to join us for tomorrow's episode. Yes, we are on six days a week, where Howard Megdahl will be back in the hosting chair alongside James Kay, where they will be talking all about what went down in Toronto this past weekend during the WNBA's preseason game between the Minnesota Lynx and the Chicago Sky. I am Jackie Powell, and you have been listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. I wish you a wonderful Tuesday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.